Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Justin, and this is the Survival of the Artist podcast. This is episode 21, and last time we had a great episode, and now I'm bringing you one that could be even better because of the personality that I have on the other line. This person is known as Adriel Script Cruz. What is going on, world? It's your boy, <laughs> Adriel Cruz. Adriel Cruz, he um, he's a very, a very amazing person because he's one, he, he's hilarious. Two, he's super talented. Maybe we'll put talented before hilarious. Just you know, that's why you're on the that show. That works. Um, and I got to meet him at A3C in Atlanta, which I feel like almost everyone I've been interviewing. That's kind of what I've been saying. I got to meet them at A3C in Atlanta for the first time, and uh, he came over to the Rabzilla house and was like, yeah, I'm going to leave at midnight. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to leave at 1 a.m. Yeah, I'm going to leave at 2 a.m. Yeah, I'm going to leave at 3 a.m. And then it was like a quarter to four. And he's like, all right, guys, I'm out. Um, So he's also a liar, but that's fine because he was having a good time. And we ate pizza in the middle of the morning. Oh, that was good. With a bunch of rappers. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad was for Atlanta so pizza. I'm not gonna lie, I was yeah, somewhat, somewhat good. impressed. Somewhat impressed. Um, but anyway, for those who may not know, who are you? What do you do? And what would you say is your claim to fame? Hmm, claim to fame. Well, who am I? I'm Adriel Cruz. I've been doing my thing since I was 12 years old, rapping, singing, preaching—you name it—since I was five. And I've been doing it for, obviously, quite some time. It was just my birthday uh, yesterday. And so I'm 33 now, Scotty Pippen, you hear me? And I'm just (laughs) feeling lovely. I'm feeling lovely. And uh, I've been uh, doing my thing, uh, again, for quite some time. And it's been evolving into so many different ways because of being a singular artist, an independent artist, with uh, just a number of things that I've put out over the years. you know, I've been able to put my hand in everything from the art to the editing of video to the shooting of video to the branding, you know, you name it. You know, I've done it uh, and I've had to do it and I've been loving doing it up until now where I'm coming to a point where I'm like, you know what, I've got to delegate more. So I'm working with some new producers and nice. it's kind of helping me a lot right now, just being able to be more free because as an artist, uh, again, being an independent artist and one that is is essentially skilled at numerous things, you feel because of necessity uh, that you have to do everything. And I, I'm so used to doing all that. So I have a history of, of uh, directing everything that I've done. Um, and, uh, been meeting friends uh, along the way that have helped in different ways as well. Um, uh, rapper friends, you name it, that have come up to me and say, Hey, I want to, I want you, I want you to feature on this. I want you to sing on that. And that's helped me, you know, notoriety wise, you know, my claim to fame really is just really being committed and consistent with what I've been doing. And I've never skipped a beat. And, uh, even, uh, despite, uh, ears, missing out on things I've, I've dropped over the years. You know, I've never skipped a beat and I've been just pushing, uh, again, since I've been 12 and I'm, I'm here now and I'm doing a lot with the gifts that I have. Uh, a lot of stuff, again, has evolved into even uh, business consultation in, regard, in, regarding to, in regards to business growth and uh, churches come to me to consult them. I mean, crazy stuff has happened and it yeah. all started with, with rap music and hip hop. 
But what I'm saying is relationships have been built because of that. For instance, people book me for shows and all of a sudden I'm I'm consulting their church or consulting their, their business, bro. And I'm never, that's not something I push or sell or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've just been me, but uh, I say all that to say as an artist, I've put my hand in so many different things that now it's like just really, again, evolving into uh, really, really amazing kind of financial benefits, really. So I'm super thankful for that and my tenure in, in uh, hip hop, rap and, and music in general. Now, let me ask you that about like the last part you said about some of like the business things and the consultation things. Like, did you go to school for that or is that or, or have a job for that? Or that was all just like, as you've been a rapper, things you figured out over the years and then people are like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Right, exactly. So it totally, uh, no formal training with anything I've done, including music. I play music by ear. Everything I've done in regards to engineering, mixing and all that, it's all been by ear. I've been with the best of the best, like God's opened doors for me to connect with uh, really amazing um, engineers and stuff throughout the years who have given me props. I've taught at universities and uh, I have no degree whatsoever uh, and no diploma whatsoever uh, (laughs) either. So I've been doing it for quite some time uh, solo and all of a sudden doors just opened up because people saw the work I put in. They hear uh, the vision I have for, yeah. for different things. I'm able to critically assess multiple things and people just take, you know, get, get wind of it and they kind of say, hey, can you help us out? And it's happened from hip hop and rap, essentially, you know, uh, I've gotten to connect with so many different people because of that. That's crazy. So we need to have like, you always see those YouTube videos of like an athlete or a celebrity getting an honorary degree at like a, <laughs> at a university and then they give, they give the speech. We need, we need that for you. Oh, dude, I've been, I, when I taught at the, when I taught a lecture at a university uh, last year, I had mentioned that to the professor and the dean who there's, there's now they have a different dean, but they had, uh, I had mentioned that, you know, and they had actually said, we got to give you one. And I was like, so happy, but I mean, we didn't, we didn't continue that conversation, but you know, it's the thought that counts. So whatever. Yeah. Well, we know, we know of course that they're listening to this podcast. So guys, um, let's, let's follow up with that first. Yeah. Send me the piece of paper. Let me put it on the wall. Let yeah. me, you know, Hey, Get, send them the cap and gown and that could be your next album cover. Even that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Graduate, <laughs> non-graduate. That's something like that. We'll figure it out. You got some time until it comes in the mail. Um, So (laughs) did you ever have um, another job outside of music? Like, did you ever do a nine to five sort of deal? No, I've never done a nine to five. Uh, I've, well, let me tell you why. Because again, starting music so early at 12, by the grace of God, my parents, my dad, put money into building my studio and I had this epic studio as a 12 year old like <laughs> it, it was amazing and I and my parents weren't rich at all like we were we were I don't want to say in the hood because it was more like a Polish neighborhood but we were steps away from the hood you know what I'm saying and uh I mean to be honest people were getting shot down the street I'm from Chicago that's where I'm born and raised so people were dying 
but it was still a Polish neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> the block I was on was Polish. So just to let people know, like perspective, I'm not in some crazy gangster neighborhood, but you walk down the street, there were gangs or whatever. But where I was in my specific block of 20 houses, we were okay. <laughs> so in that space, uh, I was able to create music and sell beats. So at a 12, as a 12 year old, imagine I'm getting $200 for beats and I'm 12. So I'm going to school, like, why am I going to school, mom, dad? I mean, I'm getting money. And, and my dad's like, well, that's true. You know, you, you know, like, he, you know, it's just like, it was, it was you amazing. Start like, there, rent. <laughs> yeah, there was a time when I was like, you know, when I was able to bless my parents with with a, a recording project I did that was like $4,000 and I was like uh, 16 or something, you know, 17. And like, I, they kept like taking the money and putting interest. So I would always have like this envelope of cash <laughs> under a radio. And so all that to say, like, I've just, uh, by the grace of God, you know, I just always had like opportunities, uh, to, uh, that pointed back to me being, uh, an artist or a producer, you know, again, hand in hand working them. Cause I, I do both. I sing, I write, I play, I, pr uh, production wise, I, I've engineered many albums, um, again, and stuff that I look back at, I'm like, oh, this sounds pretty good, you know? And then also stuff that I'm like, man, wow, I, that came out and. I didn't even know how to use this and do that. And I'm and still like, learning, I but I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Hey, I was, I was 15, I, you know, but my beats at 12 year old at 12 years old, though, I wish I had a few, they're really good. Like I, I'm, I, this is not like, I don't have a story of like, yeah, I sucked. Like when I listen back, I'm like, this was good. So, but <laughs> I'm thankful for that. So no, to answer your question in a long winded, winded way, I, I've never worked a nine to five out of necessity whatsoever. And I've yeah. always dreamt, dreamt about it. I've dreamt about it. Nah, you just you keep dreaming. It's fine. You're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered what it is to work at like Target and stuff. Like I, I, I told my wife I want to work somewhere. Of all, like, all places, Target. I, I just, I just want to work there for like 24 hours. Like I just want to get a feel of every job. Like just to see what it feels like. Like Walmart, Target, like some auto place, which I know nothing about cars. Uh, you know, Best Buy before it's 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 disassembled. I mean, whatever. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Circuit City, even. Well, you're you're about to be a dad, so like, your whole uh, priorities and perspective will change. So that'll almost become like a job, kind of. Yeah, I can see. Now that your responsibility I is to keep a another human being alive that isn't you. That's a huge deal, man. I don't take that lightly at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, but yeah. So for everyone listening, uh, Adriel is about to be a dad soon. Maybe by the time yes. you hear this, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe during this. So <laughs> who, who knows? So I have one ear out of my headphone just in case I hear my wife telling me the water's it, broken. It's time. Hold up. I'm finishing up. This is a good combo. <laughs> okay. Okay. You. Bye, guys. See you later. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Wrap. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so uh, how how long did it take you to get? to like where you're at now i guess like in a comfortable state where you know like and maybe this this isn't the case but you know a place where you're not necessarily like oh man like what am i going to do today like you you have something steady consistent and that you're a, you know a thriving indie artist yeah that's a great question uh, we I had just made the move with my wife to Georgia by faith. We uh, left Chicago. Um, we had planted a church six six years ago. It would have been seven right now, so about seven years ago, sort of. 
And uh, God had just called us out of that. And it was crazy because it was such a tight-knit thing. And God just said, I want something different for you guys. And anyway, long story short, it was based on confirmation, dreams, you name it. That's what I mean by God said. It was just essentially confirmation, peace, and direction giving. And so we just yielded to that. We left, and uh, we came to Georgia, man, and we bought our first house. Bought a house, you know, uh, we're, uh, just bought a new car. You know, stuff like that where it's like, oh, snap, like this is awesome. You know, so we didn't have a house prior. So what I look at it is this way, like what do you have to your name? Uh, that's essentially where you're at in life right now. And so I'm yeah. thankful that I have things to my name now that I necessarily, I didn't have before, you know, I had, you know, my, my studios, I had, you know, several different studios, you know, throughout the years I've had, you know, different things, but you know, there's nothing like owning property or owning land, you know, be, being able to own an acre right now is amazing. Like it's, it's a dream. Uh-huh. And, and, and I love it. And I want to own more and I want to buy this land and I want to buy that. And I'm just so hungry and, and excited to do that. And uh, I would say, like, in that case, you know, trying to kind of uh, uh, narrow it down into to answering your question, I would say it's taken, you know, um, let's say since I've been married, that that's when my mindset obviously changed about certain things. That changes, obviously, a lot of things in, in, in people's minds, man and woman alike. And I would say 10 years, uh, you know, because I, I didn't have a house 10 years ago, and now I do. So... I would probably say, even though I've been doing music for 12, you know, since I was 12, uh, which is over what, 15 years from, you know, yes, yeah, so over Almost 15 years. 20. Yeah. So it's, it's so many years, you know, ago. But, uh, but I'd say, you know, it's taken about 10 years because I, I, even though I've been doing it for so long, I never took it, I don't want to say serious, but I never like really like hustled my butt off um, too much. And, uh, and what I mean by that is I would be really lax, like through my teenage years, through my, you know, adolescent years, it kind of was just like, let me do beats all day. And that's what I would do. I'll do beats all day. Then I'll break dance all day, you know, for the rest of the day, break dance for five hours, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So all those years essentially didn't count. I would say the 10 years, because since I met my wife, you know, uh, we were in youth ministry for two years, then then we started church and then X, Y, Z, these, these, these type of things. And so I, I would essentially, uh, essentially say 10 years, uh, uh, yeah, just to kind of give an answer that's not just like, oh, I've been great forever. No, it's, I, I would say 10 years it, it's taken, you know. Nice, nice. So you did, you started at that young age with like, when you were 12, what made you say, all right, like, this is what I want to do. Uh, dad, let's build this studio. Yeah, well, so this is the crazy thing. I, my dad is the one that built the studio. I didn't even have the mind to ask that. You know, what he did was he saw, and my dad's not in the music industry whatsoever, but he's always, he's always had a heart for it. He was a percussionist, you know, and uh, that was his background with music. Uh, But that was it, you know, and he had music business books everywhere. And it was just something that was around, but they saw that I took uh, a liking to the keyboard and I started learning on my own when I was like around seven and my grandma had bought me my first keyboard or whatever. And so from that, my dad paid attention to that and then built a studio, and I just fell right into it, you know, and uh, there were, I mean, my, a lot of my young years were, was me showing my dad beats, and he either liked them, or he didn't like them, and I'll be crying, and, or I'll be happy, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> it was funny, it was like, it was like, I was Michael Jackson, like, daddy, do you like this beat, oh, daddy, 
but uh but but no it, it was it was just like it was cool man it, it was like my own school really of music to be honest that's where i learned a lot of different things met a lot of people my dad would get me clients my dad would be the biggest guy you know the, the one who would go out and, and grab all these client clients basically for those wondering like how did you do this when you were 12 well i wasn't some businessman or hustler but my dad was a dope like salesman basically and he loved obviously loved me loved my brother and loved what i was doing with music and so he was just sharing that to everybody and they came and i would just produce people's music and so i just started finding a love and enjoy for it uh by doing it you know um and i kind of always had a sense that uh, that ministry was involved even as a little kid like as far back as i could remember there was always this mindset of people will be drawn to the grace of god through your music and they'll be essentially grabbed in or you know uh just hooked from the music into like more than just the music you know and so i've always had that inside of me in my in my being in my spirit you know, and so, yeah, I mean, it just, it just kind of fit like my foot in a size 13 Nike. It just fit right in. That's wild. Um, so I guess for you also, you're, you're talking a lot about producing. So how do you kind of separate those two? Does, does production and like the rapping side or just the artist side yeah. kind of feed into a different part of your brain? Yeah, that is very difficult. And it's taken me all these years to kind of now realize, as I mentioned earlier, that I cannot do it all anymore. Like I am totally done with breaking my head over the intricacies of production and engineering and then rapping last. You know, like that would be the process. It's like the rap is the easiest part for me. The singing is the easiest part. It's the the intricacies of the mix and the production that would take all my energy and then all of a sudden I can't do it. So what I would say is like, I've had a, I've had, I didn't know I had trouble with it until now where I'm like realizing, wait a minute, I can drop songs once a day as long as I don't have to do it all, you know? So um, yeah. that's really, really the issue and, uh, and I, that I've learned now. But uh, it is totally two different parts of your mind. I mean, there are times when I would, when I would give into the production aspect and then again, give little to the, to the, lyrics or the now i mean my last two albums were a lot of freestyle where it was just i just improved improvised mostly all the the recordings and for some of them i punched in maybe about three to four times and uh, just did the ad lib improv freestyle and then just put it out you know um because because of the fact that i'm like i'm not going to put time into thinking of these lyrics and writing them down you know i just was like let me whatever's in my soul right now yeah. I'm going to let it out and do it. And that that's what helped me free flow a little bit more as far as the workflow of it all. I was able to just say, you know what? Let me take the pressure off because I'm doing all of this at once and I have to think of video promo and I have to do my own marketing. Like it was it it's been it's been difficult, you know. And so, uh it's been a headache and it's taken a lot of creative fl flow out of me because of all, all the other things that you have to do while working on music. And so, yeah, it's been hard to balance. And I've, I've now come to a place where I, I've now come to a place where I just don't want to do it all anymore, pretty much. So almost up until this point, you had produced all of your own music? Absolutely. Every album that I've put out, I produced them all. Wow. That's crazy. I remember uh, Mowgli the Iceberg telling me something similar when he's like, I started making my best music 
when I stopped making the music. You know, he he mm. he let other people in to produce or produced with them or kind of took a seat back. And then he was just able to really write the best songs that he could possibly write and focus on like recording them and, you know, using cool techniques in the studio and, and things like that because, you know, he didn't have to worry about the beat. So I definitely, I've definitely yeah, heard no, that. Yeah, no, that's so definitely good. Heard that that's so good. Um, okay, so you have been an indie artist for your entire career. So what would you say is the key to like longevity or at least your longevity like what do you think that you've been able to do well that has kept you going well that's a good question you know i you know a lot of times people do things for the praise of others and i've realized throughout the years like that means less and less as time goes on you know fan praises or hey i listened to your music and it made me love my mom i mean what all those little comments like, I'm just, I'm thankful for them. <laughs> Anybody listening who's ever said that, thank you so much. Kisses and hugs, X's and O's, I love you. But that doesn't drive me to continue. What drives me to continue is the idea that what I'm doing now is legacy leaving. Like, what I'm doing now is leaving my voice and imprint on the world that after I'm gone, people can hear my heart. What am I saying? And these are the questions that I ask myself. What am I saying? What do I really want to say here? And so those things have been hitting me even more. But as, as an independent artist, that's one thing that is, has definitely driven me. It's not the concerts. I've done tours. I've done headlining tours. I've done my own stuff. People don't even know that they've been, like, I've, I've just, there's so many, thing I've, uh, so many things I've done that I'm like, man, this is so cool. Or I, I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was awesome. Or like, like, oh, I remember that tour I did. And it was, they were all just paying me with cash. And I had a book bag of cash and nobody knew I had like a whole bunch of money in the backpack, like little dumb things and stupid, and like cool times. <laughs> and like just a number of things, like, you know, uh, even, uh, going to the devil wards when you're even with, uh, with, uh, Phil and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, it's just, it's, it's cool, man. Looking back at all these little cool things. But for me, the things that, the thing that's driven me the most is like, man, you know what? What I'm doing now is making an impact, even in a little form, but it's going to leave a bigger impact. And it's continually building, uh, it's building things for me that are beyond music. And that's what I'm thankful for because I'm seeing it as time goes on for me specifically. Like doors are opening in, again, in different uh, facets of industry and business where I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, let me do another rap song or, hey, let me start doing a worship album, which I'm working on right now. Let me do a Spanish album, which I'm working on right now. Let me do a, a like a straight up 80s album, which I've been working on for almost uh, five years. <laughs> but I just listened to okay. that 80s track on your Spotify. <laughs> Dope. I have a remix where I, I want more people to hear it again. So I'm doing a rap version of that same song. I was like, is he? I, I was like, I can't tell if it's you just being you and just doing something kind of funny. Uh -huh. Or if you were being completely serious, I was like, because it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I don't, I can't even answer that. And I don't, I couldn't tell you what I was doing. I, I just love, I just love doing stuff like that. Sometimes I get in the mood of doing music that's not rap. And, and sometimes I get annoyed by rap. And actually, most of the times I do get annoyed by rap. Other times, <laughs> other times I want to do straight up like East Coast, like boom back, like, yeah, uh, you know, real like lyrical. Cause I'm like, yo, this, you know what I mean? Like there's such a lack of that right now, especially in yeah. those that are in, in the CHH space or those who are, you know, a quote godly unquote, you know, those kind of things where I'm like, man, I'm just in that vibe right now. So right now I'm just kind of, you know, freelancing and, and figuring out what, what's going to come from it, man. Really? Yeah. No, that's, 
that's uh that's dope man um so for you and I, I know a lot of artists on the come up um are kind of they they look at the idea of tour, touring as like a really daunting task like it's kind of scary mm-hmm. um you know how do you do it how do you approach it how do you get guarantees uh you know how do you survive on the road so for you what what's it been like touring and and what's your whole approach on just booking shows and and you know getting guarantees and and all that fun yeah, stuff that's a good question man i hope people are still listening to nice. this at this point they're, they're listening they're listening this is what i this is what i will say um everybody who i've seen force things it just looks bad it doesn't turn out good and it's awkward and it's weird just for the sake of doing tours i've seen people do that and i'm like man you guys are doing a tour why there's only 10 people in every show why were you why would you do that some people like doing that stuff i've never liked doing it God bless the, a crowd of 10 people. That's awesome. But what I'm saying is the time and energy it does take to tour and to do all that, like, again, the, the, the more I've done this and the more I'm doing this, I'm like, I don't even want to get on a plane unless somebody's ready to really like, you know, man, like, I, I want to buy a property after this show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After this tour, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy a house or, a, you know, or at least two other cars. I mean, something because it's just not worth it to me right now. Uh, and it's not worth it for a lot of people in the industry, uh, you know, beyond just a small sector of, you know, just CHH. But bottom line is for touring and stuff, it's super fun and super cool when you start meeting people who, who support you and want to put money into you. That's, that's really what's been happening and what's ha- what has happened to me is that people would hear me, they'll, they'll, they'll hear me perform because someone booked me through my website. They booked me. And all of a sudden, somebody heard me there that all of a sudden they want to do another event somewhere else. And it starts kind of like through relationship building, uh, you know, just regularly, not even I don't I don't I never did anything where I was like thinking, how am I going to make my money move right now? You know, I'm going to talk to him. And then after that, we're going to hook this up. I I never really thought like that. (laughs) It was just more like just out of relations, just normal, organic kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and so. Uh, uh, I've made friends, lifelong friends. One of them's going to be my got my my son's godfather, and it started off with doing a tour in L.A. or, or SoCal, and then somebody in NorCal, uh, his name's Richard Hernandez. He, uh, I met him, and then from there we've been friends ever since. Like now I'm doing branding, nice. I'm doing like mar- marketing and stuff for his church. Like as far as like graphic wise, because that's I do graphics and stuff. I did them for my albums. So now I'm doing it for their church. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's super cool. Like, it's like, oh, man. So, and it's fun. It's not tax. It's like, it's awesome. So um, anyhow, I've I've met these people and they've essentially done a lot of the, the legwork and I'm forever thankful, really. And so for those of you who are listening, who do want to tour and do these things, make sure that you're winning at the end and you're not just wasting time, you know, because... One thing I do see is like a, a lot of things that's, that look like, hey, you just, do you want to just look like you're doing something cool because you could just stay home? Like th- there's a, there's something that I've learned again throughout the, the years and even recently where I'm like, how about just performing live from home? Like this is a lot easier. I'm not a road <laughs> guy. Like I don't, I don't want to be on a bus. I've only been, well, have I been on a bus before? Like a tour bus? Um, I don't remember now. I, I I feel like I have been. Maybe I haven't. I remember the first tour I did was God Belongs in My City. I'll never forget. It was like Andy Minio was on it, KB was on it, KJ52, He Sun Lee, Angie Rose, uh, wow. Social Club. If I didn't mention them, uh, who else? Everybody, anybody was, you know, we were just doing it. And it was like, 
late nights and like midnight flying and it was just like oh this is whack like i don't i can't like it's not cool to me i can't do it now i'm just looking at it like wow that's not cool to me like at all but i i don't want to discourage anybody but i kind of do at the same time where it's like hey do something that's productive and don't just want to be cool by touring let those opportunities happen for you and let those doors open and of course you you know you have to put in work in the sense of be good and people will book you that's what i really believe if you're good and you have good content and it's solid and it's you're getting organic reach and of course i mean you could i mean you could pay if you want and you can get on websites and stuff but if you're getting you know the the reach and stuff then hey uh get booked and all of a sudden you never know what can happen from one show to the next and then the next move what I, that I would say, if you do want to tour and you do want to do that, then start making intentional relationships with people and start talking and, and saying, hey, let's do a tour. And then they may say yes. And then all of a sudden they back you and they pay for it all. And you don't have to worry about raising funds or because I've seen so many rappers do that throughout the years. They're raising money or or they're not making money at all. People have reached out to me for me to throw concerts for them, which is crazy. Like this has happened at least five times. And I don't know why, because I'm not a promoter, but it's happened to me where it's like, hey, man, can you get us to perform here and do that? I was like, okay, cool. But, I, you know, for me, I jumped to it because I'm like, that's dope. I want to help an artist. I want to be able to, you know, help them out and, you know, play a promoter role for the day or whatever. So, you know, I've had little moments like that where we've, you know, especially in Chicago when we had access to a building, we uh, we did a, a couple concerts there and, and that was cool, you know. Uh, but again, like, I don't know if I answer the question encourage or discourage anybody but that's just me doors opened and i walked through them and uh i think you don't want to force anything that shouldn't be basically well let me let me see if we can add a little more clarity to it because i feel like for everybody like your your thing was like don't don't tour or or like do shows unless like you get those wins Mm -hmm. but like what about like in the beginning, like so many people start out, like they've they've never played, like maybe they're amazing, but they've never done a show before. Like, isn't there a certain amount of time that you're just playing to? And I know it doesn't have to be, but like empty houses or kind of crappy shows until you like work your way. No, up. that that's a that's a good one. That's a good perspective. Uh, you know, when I look back and and just to get personal, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because it's been quite some time. So I remember. Uh, I remember I did some awkward shows before where uh, I don't remember where they were, maybe in Indiana or some like obscure, like, you know, places like that. And uh, no offense to anybody in Indiana. You're just, it's obscure, but you know, Chad's from Indiana (laughs) or wasn't he Indianapolis or something? Um, It's the same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. So I would say like, if you're just starting out and you've never done shows and stuff, take every opportunity you can. Okay, that's what I will say. Thank you for clarifying that and kind of, Justin, because... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want to make yeah, sure. Everybody needs to just take whatever they... Get. Again, yeah, let me, let me say this again. My disclaimer for what I just said a minute ago is me being like a grown man, like, hey, you know, come on, kids, this is... I'm done with this, you know, give, show me, show me the big, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying, show I'm going to get it. I want to get a yacht. Like, and I want to, I want to, I want to see people discipled on a yacht. Like that's what I want to do. So, um, but <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. You're, you're on that it's, Derek Miner uh, business tip right now. <laughs> oh, there, the last time I seen Derek Miner, we had some great, great convos in, uh, it was somewhere in California, but, uh, anyway, so anybody who's trying to get on you know, getting their music out there in front of people, that's key. You want to get in front of people, man. You want to go out there. 
uh, and let me let me just be more uh, inclusive. You want to get out there, woman. You want to get out there, man. You want to get out there, young person. Because it's important. It doesn't matter what it is. Go and do it. And don't ask for any money. That's what I will say. Where I'm at now, I could say what I said. But where you're at, if you're just starting out, what I would say is don't ask for money. Go in there free and hustle it and do it and sell your merch. But look at the time frame. You know, I would say like, how long are you going to do this? How old are you? Are you single and you're living with your parents? Go ahead. Do all the free shows possible. Like waste your own gas money. Do what you got to do. Pay your own plane. To be honest, people who play Winter Jam and stuff, guess what? Some of them are paying to get on there. That's another story. But that, like pay your way to get on. Like whatever you got to do, do it if you got the resources because you're not uh, you know, doing anything else with your life or time, put it all into this and do it for free until you start seeing like, wait, I have notoriety. I got like a, a million streams on this song or I got a million plays this year. Like maybe I could start charging 200 bucks, 300, 400, 500, you know, that I get to a thousand. And when you get to a thousand, you're like, okay, cool. How does this, oh, somebody just paid me t- uh, 1500 at an event. And, uh, you know, for me personally, like wh- the, another question would be like, how do you charge well, how do you know what to charge? And I'm, that's, I don't know if you were going to ask that or if that's too deep, but like there's times where, where my booking fee was like, they didn't pay that. They paid more. So that's to me, it showed me like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to charge more now. Like if they paid me more because they saw the value in it, this is my new booking fee kind of, you know? Um, and so I'm not talking, I'm talking, I'm talking aside from ministry and stuff. I'm talking about booking because you want me to perform like a little dance, monkey dance. If you want me to do that, I'm, you know, I have a booking fee for that. And so, yeah, I would, anyway, I don't know if that answers your question, Justin, I was going off on a tangent, but it's still tied into it. It was a good tangent though, because it was important and I'm glad, um, you know, we can add some clarity because definitely people are always in different parts of life. And I always tell people that even from like a financial standpoint, um, for people who are thinking of, of like getting married or wanting to move out, I was like, if your parents aren't kicking you out, stay there until the day you need to leave or you're, the day you're getting married, the day you're like moving in. Because um, as long as they're not kicking you out, you just save, 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 save. So it's the same thing for like any artist too. Like if, if you're able to kind of be a little risky, but then can go home and have a roof on your head. And right. Like people who will feed you if you need food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard rappers say might, that. You might as well go for it. I've heard rappers say that where they're like, you know, man, I make 12,000 a year, man, I'm doing good. And I'm like, oh, oh crap. But, they, but they're living <laughs> at home. You know, they don't have to worry because they're not, you know, that's, that's fine. And I get that. Like, I, I remember back in the day, like, oh, 12 grand a year. Wow. That's amazing. You're rich. But like, yeah, no, different circumstances, you can play to different, you know, things and be able to do uh, a lot more or a lot less, depending on, you know, your goals and stuff. All right. So here's my next thing. So we have script versus Adriel Cruz. Why the change? <laughs> and how hard is it? Or maybe it's not, but I'm, I'm feeling like it is to rebrand, especially after 20 years. Right, right. No, totally. So I feel like a brand new artist. I felt like a brand new artist even the beginning of 2019. And, uh, you know, for me, script has been associated to just rap and hip hop. And I, I have never just done that, but people have known me for that. And of course, 
that's what I've been known for. And that's, so that's fine. That's okay. I'm not against it, but it's just been that. And, uh, I just kind of wanted to move away from that script is short for scripture, by the way. My dad gave me that name when I was 12. So it's been around <laughs> that long, you know, uh, my brother was, at was, least you weren't sure. Like, at least you didn't pick the end of the word. No, I'm right. Chur. Short for scripture. Yeah. My wow. name's Chur. Yeah, it's big Chur. Yeah. Chur. Um, my brother was a little verse, and we were in a group called Cross Crew. That's another story. So, uh, oh so yeah, man, I, I just wanted to just be me. And so I just kind of move away from just the rap, the hip hop element, and just be me and just kind of feel like, Hey, I could post this. I could post that. It's weird. It's more mental and it's more personal because other people won't get it. They won't care, but I care. And so I'm just like, you know what? Script is done. It's just me, Adriel Cruz, born and raised. My government name, that's me, Cruz, Cross, Adriel, Flock of God. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And so I'm just, I'm thankful like that I'm able to kind of experience this newfound fame with a newfound name. Wow. How very nice of you to <laughs> set it that way. Has the rebrand itself been difficult though? Like, do you feel like you've you've lost like people who have been confused, or yeah, has, so has it been a pain transitioning music over to Adriel Cruz? Okay, so that's a great question. Thankfully, as far as I am aware, it has been great and it's been normal, and nobody, literally, one or two people have mentioned to me literally one or two and i have maybe a cumulative amount of followers between everything maybe about uh 40 30 i don't know close to a hundred thousand followers across platforms uh nice. and, and and the thing is no only like one or two people have asked justin so i'm just like okay cool nobody cares awesome so um now the music transferring and stuff like that thankfully i i have distribution with syntax and syntax handle that all for me so they just kind of changed it all and then uh shout out tim yeah shout out tim and also shout out chad because chad helped me with changing my twitter to adriel cruz now and and you know in keeping the verification basically cuz you once you change your name uh on there it's you kind of lose that verification so he helped me uh, with that okay. recently, and uh, so yeah, it's it's been awesome, man. All my all my socials are now Adriel Cruz now, every single one. Dope. So it's it's cool. Dope. I'm glad that worked out really well. Um, so for you, what would you say is your biggest rock star moment or biggest moment of success in your career so far? Oh man, that is that's a big question. Oh man, what the biggest rock star moment? Oh, I, I've had so many cool things happen and, and so many people like know me, like I've, I, I don't, I can't, I'm okay. I'm going to walk through a few little things that come pop to me because I don't know exactly how to answer this. I've had people like Bubba Watson be a fan of mine, retweet me. You know, Bubba Watson is like a golf PGA champion. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it, what it is. I'm not into golf, but, but, uh, but yeah, that I've had, <laughs> but like, he seems pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you know, <laughs> Kel Mitchell, you know what I mean? Like do this, that, and the other. Like other people like that I've grown up watching. Oh yeah, people from all that. Other people from all that. I forgot her name. There was an actress on there and she started following me on Instagram. She's not like Christian or anything. And this was a this was years ago, but I just remember feeling so happy at that. But there was like, I forgot. She was she was the one who played Ross Perot and stuff and all that. I don't I just don't remember her name. But um but yeah, th I think I know what you There's mean. different people, like, like I'm thinking of, man, there were times like all these moments that I've had, even like being 
in front of like some of the most known people of the time, like especially in rap. Like I was with T.I., Fat Joe, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, all these people at once. I was there. I could care less at the time because I was young. But like I was there in that circle, Nina Sky, like, you know, doing concerts, opening up for these big artists. But it's like, you know, all those things are are cool little memories that I remember that I that I'm trying to remember and trying to think like, oh, that was cool. That was cool. This was, there's so many other things that have happened, but I, I don't know if I could narrow it down into like this biggest moment. Like it's not about crowds for me. Like when I think about, okay, is is it about like performing in front of like multitude like thousands of people? No, that's that's not I don't want to say that's not a big deal, but that's not that's not a big deal for me. Something what else is a big deal? I don't I don't know. I um I, I can't honestly answer that, man. I don't know exactly. I don't know. All right, then let me let me hit you with with some I guess you can give me like some fast facts on on things that maybe most people will consider big moments. So okay. what's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of? Okay, biggest crowd I've ever played in front of would have to be okay, this is hard too. Uh, I've never done an arena, that's for sure. Not yet. I haven't done like a stadium. I haven't done that. Um, I've done maybe about five, six, maybe six thousand people. Uh, okay, six thousand. Uh, and I'm trying to remember where exactly that was. I, it's either Florida or California, one of those big hub hub cities. Um, and what else did I do? Oh yeah, I've hung out with Cypress Hill. That's another story. That's been that was like a cool memory I always had. But yeah, go on. What else were you going to ask? Okay, what's the most streams you have on a song or record sold when that was a thing? Oh my (laughs) gosh, dude. That's a hard question too because I don't have my... my, Oh, my phone's in front of me, but I don't know. How would I be able to find that info? I don't know, man. I mean, I had a million streams last year. I don't know. I don't know exactly what my most... I think one of my songs has like 400... 600,000? No, 800,000. I don't know, man. I don't know. I have to open it up. Who, okay, who's the biggest artist you've sold a beat to? Oh, biggest artist? I guess in, in Christian hip-hop, uh, it would have to be... Uh, I don't know. It depends who people see as big, but I guess Capital CMG is the biggest Christian kind of sector. So Social Club and Andy Menio, I guess, you know? Anyone anyone outside of CHH? Um. That's not, like notable. No, not not anybody who's notable. They're people that were like friends with the notable person kind of thing, you know. Uh, so I don't, and I never pushed to that market. I never tried. I never even, you know. So no, I don't. I don't. No, I haven't done anything where it's like, yeah, I did it something for, I don't know, Nas. I don't know. But no, I haven't done anything <laughs> for anybody that right, I know. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to. I've I'm been on TV. Help. I mean, my music's been on TV. I, I don't know. I, that's that's been there too. My whole song, whole Christian song on a Jessica Alba's show called LA's Finest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and like the whole song, song was on there. It was paper chasing. Nice. Yeah. Like, okay, so you said you've opened up for like a lot of cool artists. So what's the, maybe what's the best like compliment that you've gotten from one? Like, have you ever like impressed one of them that they were just like, hey, like. Oh you know, man! Oh God, really dude, good. you're bringing me back, bro. Because I'm trying to think of even my like. There was there was a lot of years. I remember Rhymefest for the. I don't know if you know who Rhymefest is, but I remember I opened up for Rhymefest one time, and Rhymefest is the one that initially wrote "Jesus Walks," like the the first line. The first I don't know if it was the whole okay. song, 
or just the first half the because I because I had heard rhymes rhyme fest song where he's like you know what the Midwest is young and restless but reckless you know and he would just I remember you doing this at at eight three C and doing it with the lisp too <laughs> yeah it's 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 weird I remember that and I'm like that was he showed me love and there was somebody else that I was like I I don't man I was I don't know if I was starstruck or not I can't re- I just can't remember bro like it's I guess it's been a little it hasn't been recent so I don't remember okay. I, all right, I think we're good. It's funny because I, when I spoke to to Speckhouse a couple of years ago, he's like, "Oh man," he's like, "I have so many moments." He goes, "So let's break it down: producer moment, studio <laughs> moment, film scoring moment, rapper moment, exactly, tour yeah, moment. yeah, yeah." He so, gave me like he gave me like sixteen. Yeah, so I, I, I like, that's a good way to put it because I, I I have all these cool moments, but it's like it's I don't yeah it's all different categories basically. It's a it's a highlight reel. All right, so. What about what about on the flip side, like of something that you could that you would be willing to share? What would you think is your biggest failure or regret? Biggest failure or regret? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, and in regards to anything you're saying, well, it, uh, in terms of like your creative or music career, yeah, not like life, not like life choices. Right, right, right. <laughs> Thank God I don't have many to come to mind. Praise God. Not that I'm perfect at all, but. Man, I, I overthink a lot of things and I pray a lot before I do things. So that's been helpful. But um, yeah, creatively, biggest regret. I, I would say the biggest regret is doing doing everything for too long by myself without really trying to reach out and kind of just say, hey, let's do something. You know what I mean? Like I regret yeah. feeling, I regret, it's almost like I regret the way I saw myself sort of, but it's hard to say, but it's more like, I wish I would have connected with people earlier and not felt like I was alone because I kind of was alone. I, I feel like it was a purpose to be separate uh, from everybody, you know, and, uh, but uh, I've always felt like kind of the, the, the odd man out, you know, I've had opportunities where, where people are like, um, it's weird, man. Like uh, just weird stories. I do have stories like that, but that has nothing to do with me. It's more just like, other circumstances but for me personally like i would just say not being as flexible even oh you know what i do regrets i do regret this i I, i'm trying to think and one of the thoughts came to me triply wanted me to do i remember this because i thought of it like actually like last year or like a few months i don't know when it was but i was like dang i I shouldn't have done that like i remember thinking i shouldn't have done this to (laughs) triply and uh it was honestly, I was producing something for him and he had mentioned, Hey, can we get somebody like, do you, I don't, he didn't say, do you mind? But he kind of, kind of worded it that way. Like, Hey, can we put another producer on this with you? And they could like tweak this or do that. And I, I remember telling him straight up, like, no, I don't want anybody to touch my beat at all. I straight up told him I was, I emailed him that. And uh, dude, ever since then, like I was, you know, obviously the song didn't go nowhere. Um, and I was like, I didn't care at the time because I was like, man, I'm not letting nobody touch my beat. That's the way that I thought. I was like 20, 27, 26, 25, something like that. I was 25, 26. And that was just my mindset. I was like, this is my baby. This is my beat. It needs to be full credit to me because if not, I'm going to have to lose this or do that. And it was just more of like, I guess I wanted to hold on to it as opposed to just like, hey, let me just be flexible. So I do regret not being as flexible in areas like that. Um, you know, and that's that's what I would say. Because other than that, that's the first thing that came to my mind after trying to think about it. Did you did you ever hit him back up about it? No, man, I forgot. I I totally forgot. But I'd seen him recently at, at funny funny enough A three C. Oh yeah, he was in the crowd. He yeah, no, crowd. 
he came to me like he came up to me right away and we talked for like two seconds but that was it man like like that that was it and you know I, ever since then like i don't know I always, I always wonder like man what do people really do people think that i'm just separating myself from them or trying to be you know what i mean so these are little things yeah. that i'm thinking about as far as like looking back like oh man should i have done this should i have done that but i think that i'm exactly where i need to be you know, it'd be funny if you find that email thread now and you just respond. All right, you can go ahead. You'd be like, what? I had a change. <laughs> what? Yeah, I had a change. A change of heart, man. It's taking me a few. Okay, take. It's taking me uh, ten years or so, or like like eight, seven years or something. Yeah, and in that time, he's like retired twice, right? Like so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, so you email back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this beat for myself. <laughs> If that's okay. And I'm going to have another producer work on it because I don't do that anymore. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. All right. I'm going to do something unprecedented because I usually ask people 11 questions. That's my thing. Like 10 core questions and everybody gets like the same outro question 11. But you are such a fantastic freestyler that I kind of want to just push and make room to just talk about Tell me about the art of freestyling and why and how are you so good at it? Oh, man, that is a good question. Again, First of all, you're making me feel really good because almost every single question you're saying, oh, man, that's a really good question. And for a journalist, <laughs> that's the best thing in the world. Well, you know what? Like, yes, a question I never get to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not just, uh, I'm not just uh, tickling you pink, man. I, I'm serious. But... So, uh, freestyle is something that, again, I've been doing for so many years, ever since I was in fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, like, again, even before that. And what it is, is it, it takes a lot of cognitive juice and energy to be able to think of what you're going to say three lines ahead as you're saying it, as you're saying something currently or at the present time, whenever you're doing it. You're like thinking three bars ahead, uh, four bars ahead, even sometimes. And what I do online and what I've been doing with a lot of people uh, is I'll read their comments. So I'll just have fun with everybody. Yeah. Go, go live and read every single comment. And people write, you know, heinous things and really like explicit stuff as well. Because I'm on a platform that, you know, people are not, they're not, they don't care what they say. So, um, and it's, it's been fun and it's been amazing. It's been a good time. And so I think to be able to freestyle, like there's, it's a very, lo- it's, it's, it's a lost art. It's something that people don't, can't, they cannot do. And the people I've heard freestyle, very, very, very few in this 20 years that I've been doing this have been really impressive to me. And also very, very few are authentically freestyling. There is some bit of pre-written things within what they're saying. Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, I catch it and I notice. And it's like somebody common would not notice. They'll be like, wow, that was a good freestyle. Man. So what I don't like is when people call freestyle, like somebody's rapping a written and they call it a freestyle. I Because I come from that, like not from yeah, this time, no, from another you. world. So, you know, it's like, no, that's not a freestyle. Do not call it a freestyle. That's disrespectful to me. So, so I just feel like, you know, a lot of people are not doing it. They don't do it. They don't want to do it. They don't know how to do it and they can never do it. Um, but, uh, it's just been super fun for me to, to continue to do it. And I do a KJ five, two is a guy who will freestyle for a long time. I think he's one of the guys that did mm-hmm. the Guinness world records in crossover, yes. uh, at crossover in Tampa with a few other rappers, Sicily and, and, uh, yep. somebody else. I don't remember. And that was fun. That's cool. 
Um, and there's ways of freestyle simple and there's ways of freestyle complex. I prefer the complex part. Um, yes, you you're know, super complex. Where, where it's not I'm just like, like what, what is he doing? <laughs> where it's not I'm just like, like why, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I always ask myself, why am I doing this? Especially when I go live online and do it, I start getting a headache, and I'm like, I end the, I end the video like my voice is a horse. I'm like, man, I just gave these people like a real free show, man. Like, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then so for me, I, I, I hear the rappers that are just like, yeah, I'm here with the cat and the rat and the bat. Yeah, huh? Coming back, you know. And they're just like really simple and kind of like, oh snap. We in the car and we mad far. Yeah, we mad <laughs> like, far. Stop. I got the bars. Yeah, I'm getting hard. I'm from Mars. Yeah, I'm riding car. Yeah, and they rhyme cars with cars. But anyway, yeah. So I just I love the art of freestyling, and I I uh, I'm a proponent of it, man. Yeah, some of the some of the best ones people that I've heard are, are yourself, KJ, definitely. Have you ever heard of the guys back from a couple of years ago, Freestyle Fam? Man, it sounds familiar, but I, I, yeah, it sounds kind of familiar. I just don't remember exactly who was in personal, it. Yeah, personal friends of mine from Staten Island, and they, they uh, Christian MCs, some of the filthiest, like, not filthiest as in, like, bad <laughs> language, but, like, filthy as in nasty, amazing bars in their songs that, even they would translate into a freestyle and they would always do that as part of your their live show they'd be like yo give me a word give okay. me a word give me a word and and they'd even walk around manhattan and in the subways and everything with the boom box hmm. playing and they would get on the train and be like yo give me a word and they would just start spitting like in the corner of the street That's or cool. in the subway um so like that was their thing and i was like wow these guys are amazing and like you i had never really seen anybody do it like how they did super complex until like I tuned into one of your lives and I was like, yes, somebody is still here. Somebody, <laughs> somebody still has the golden mic. He still exists. Uh, one, I know the one way of, of cheating while freestyling is to, is to use the rhyme of the word that somebody gave you to say that that's the rhyme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude. Like, are you talking about what yo, somebody he, says? he said, he said, <laughs> acorn my man said acorn and then you go in your next rhyme but you don't actually use yes like, oh that's so funny dude you're funny dude that's exactly i get i i'm telling you it grinds my gears i'm like what are you doing yeah where it's like hey give me a word orange and you're like orange i'm walking up the you know it's just like what like you have to say that after you don't say it first say it last like anyway whatever yeah my man said orange i'm rapping so hard you could see the hairs on my arm singe it's like yeah but wait <laughs> but you're not gonna but but what about that orange though? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's always a, a peeve of mine. I was like, all right, I see what you're doing. So you're really only coming up with one line from the rhyme. But at the same time, you know, it's usually still impressive. I feel like though, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it's easier to rhyme getting words from people because you don't have to come up with these things or these complex ideas by yourself you're kind of getting fed words right right so i would I, I don't know how this for everybody else but for me it doesn't matter i just like to have people feel like they're included that's why that's why i do it and that's why i think it's cool where they feel like that's me i was there like he's rap what i said oh my gosh and that's <laughs> that's why i do it but no i mean I, I could do it off of just my mind as well and that's when, of course, uh, the worst things that no children should ever hear come out of my mouth. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I just kind of like uh, go off whatever I'm feeling or, or thoughts or whatever. And 
I don't know. It's it's been fun because I'm a. I was gonna say I'm a creative writer. I, I guess I am, but I'm not necessarily like. I mean, I'm writing a script right now for a film. That's another story, but that that's like a big passion of mine too is just creating things and so i could just go off or whatever you know i want you to tell me what uh what you're working on what do you what do you what do you have coming up now that you are adriel cruz besides you know having a kid besides wanting to buy a couple yachts and properties (laughs) musically what what's the what's the man doing yeah, no, that that's that's uh, right on the money because I actually have things coming out. I'm working on, uh, f- I'm finishing this worship album, and it's like uh, it's a lot different than what people know as worship music right now. It's it's not necessarily live music; it's all electronic. And there's certain things I've heard recently, as my wife finds them actually, and uh, and I'm like, oh snap, this is like we're kin, like that's that's my vibe a little bit, and so. Anyhow, I'm working on that, but I, what I have coming out for sure is in March. I have uh, I have a song coming out in March, uh, the fr- uh, Friday the 13th. I have a new song coming out called Super Legit with one of the producers that I'm working with who also mixed and mastered the song, which God bless you, young prophet. You are amazing. You're a gem. He's helped me with my time, and he's put in his talents into creating the production and stuff on that song. And we're working on some other songs as well, which is super cool. I finally have like... Uh, again, somebody I could trust and turn to that I'm like, yo, this kid knows what he's doing. Young dude, you know, I think he's under 25 years old. Like, he's young, and he's just, he's good. And so I uh, have Ariana Vidal- uh, Vidalis on it as well. She's a up-and-coming uh, artist. She's doing the hook. I wrote the hook. She's doing it. And I have that song coming out. That's coming out in March. And then I also have another song right after that uh, where it is... It's it's urban. It's not. I'm not gonna put it out as rap. It's more, but it's not a worship song. It's just kind of like a vibey sort of non-rap song, and that's coming out in April. So the first Friday in April. So I have a song coming out in March and a song coming out in April, basically. Okay. So your final, your final, final question, and you're getting the the special question twelve. Um, but it's really supposed to be eleven. The, the extra question was the freestyle question. So what would you say in the year 2020 is the key to the survival of the artist? Go. Hmm. The key to the survival of the artist is looking at your gifts and talents and operating outside of what you're used to as a means to create other sources of revenue and income. Use the platform you have to create more sources of income and look for those opportunities as much as you can because when you do you're going to be able to survive as an artist because you have so many other streams of income that don't take away from your artistry and in fact just help you as a person and uh, in your livelihood that's what i will say bam bam that was so well spoken i'm so proud of you <laughs> that came out so nice <laughs> uh, all right everybody that was that was Adriel Cruz, formerly known as Script. Mm-hmm. He said he won't mind if you call him Script, but he's Adriel Cruz now. Let's yes. give a hand. Yes. Drop, dropped a bunch of knowledge. Answered an extra question. Told us about the art of the freestyle. Told us about what it's like to be a child prodigy with the studio, <laughs> making making drug dealer money as a teenager. Um, you've done it all, man. And now, I mean that that's it. There's there's nothing left to say. So. Um, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Go, go and, and have a healthy and blessed child. Amen. And everything is going to be amazing and your whole life's going to change and 
everything that you may have just told me in this interview might totally go out the window, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, bro, I'm ready for it, man. All right, so for everyone listening, that was the Survival of the Artist podcast, episode 21 with Adriel Cruz. Thank you for listening.